All right, welcome to American Hammers TV. Uh, it's the uh, Sunday evening weekend review wrap up for November. Um, let's have a look here. Seventeenth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what day it is. What? What is it? Sunday, as far as I know. Uh, we're gonna see if Charlie can come in. Uh, Charlie, what's going on? What about now? Yes! Hey, there we go. Uh, hey, you, you know what happened? My little nephews. They was on a goddamn Xbox, and they. <laughs> He had his he had his microphone plugged into the to the computer. Oh so he I had to go through the settings and adjust it. I had to call him real quick. What you do to my computer? He said, <laughs> Oh, you gotta do this and that. I said, Hey, I told you not to I told him not to get on there. So now I know for a fact he was on there. That's funny. <laughs> Little jerk. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. That's awesome. Well, you know what? You're just in Hey guys. Hey Louis Victoria. I'm fine. Uh, sorry, my internet connection is crazy today. So if you can hear me, just ask again and again. Sometimes I, I will lose some of, of this of the discussion, but uh, I'm here. Nice. Oh, no nice. worries. No worries. We're we're we just got started. We just went live uh, so that we could pick up Facebook. And uh, I see Neil is with us. Uh, it's already Monday there, but he doesn't care. He's retired. <laughs> hey, Neil. <laughs> hey, what's up, Neil? Doesn't matter what day it is for Neil. Uh, yeah, so so uh, let me uh, tell everybody who's here. Um, we've got Sally from uh, California. Yeah, hey, uh, we got Liam also from California, Fresno Crew. Uh, we've got Luis from Sao Paulo, and uh, we got Charlie from uh, Brooklyn, where I used to live for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, my dad's from Brooklyn. That's pretty awesome. I really have the Brooklyn accent, right? He's got the proper Brooklyn accent, so. Uh, yeah, so before we get started quickly, uh, let's talk about um, little business stuff. Uh, check out American Hammers uh, TV.us and buy a scarf, please. Uh, and I will uh, check the PayPal account, see if anybody's bought one in the last week or so. But the, we've got new a shipment of new scarves in, and the, the old uh, ones that were a little too red, it's uh, those are uh, gone, and we have uh, proper claret and blue scarves, so please check those out. Also, Check us out on threadless.htv.com, or maybe it's htv.threadless.com. I can never remember which. It doesn't really matter. You'll find it. An enormous amount of West Ham stuff to purchase out there. A huge amount of stuff to buy. So, um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> thank you, Alex. Glad you approve. Um, <laughs> the five wing. Good to see Alex on here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what? If you really wanted, this is this is how. I don't know if. You're, oh wait. Well, that's actually not too bad. As we say. Yeah, I like that. That's okay. actually kind of better. It's a little better, easier to see. So um, the best, uh, this is the best week weekend West Ham have had in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, right. I would say. Uh, you know what? I just <laughs> I just start us off with one quick thing. I'm just going to start us. I'm going to shove us all into one corner of the screen here because uh, I want to do. Um, whoops, sorry, that's not what I meant to do. All right, bear with me for a minute. Sorry, I'm still I'm I'm still figuring out. Uh, how to do screen yard here. All right. Chrome tab. All right. Won't take long. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Now, uh, you guys may or may not have seen the, uh, the women's yeah. team had a very rough outing today. They went to Manchester city. They lost five nil. We know that happens against Metro city. It happened to us in the opening match of the season with, with the men's team. This is what, uh, Matthew beard, uh, tweeted today. Uh, he's the, the coach, uh, the manager of the women's team. You can read it for yourself. If you can't read it because it's too small, he says, I want to apologize for the West Ham women fans that turned up to support us today. Uncharacteristic performance uh, from us, but my fault. My fault, he says. It's been a tough 24 hours for everyone, 
but we will regroup for Wednesday and show what I know you're capable of. I mean, how? what will it take to get something like this from Manuel Pellegrini? To get something that says, my fault, I'll fix it, I'm on this. Are we ever going to hear this from him? Who wants to jump oh, in for God, that? Shoot, he lost five minutes yeah. of Man City too, and we didn't hear anything like that from him. But I guess it's different circumstances because that was the beginning of the year and everybody kind of expected that. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But, you know, the work, obviously the run of form we've had, is, we've had has been brutal. And all he ever does is come out and say, I don't know, or I would have replaced all 11 players if I could have. I mean, he's not – all I want to hear is – I want to hear is him say, I take responsibility for this. It's my club, and I will fix this. Um, I mean, am I alone in feeling this way, or does anybody else feel the same way I do? Well, no, you, you have to expect as much from your manager, right? Because at the end of the day – they have to own the performance as much as the players do. And, you know, we're, we're all asking for, for better of our players. We're asking better for, you know, the veterans, like your Mark Nobles, your Aaron Cresswells. And then you've got Manuel Pellegrini coming in and it's literally cut and paste every post-match interview where he's just saying like, you know, like you said, Lee, like, Oh, I would have replaced everybody at halftime. And, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, they the uh, we had a great game plan and then the other team scored goals. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Like, what the fuck did you think was going yeah. to happen? Like, that's that's this football one one. Like, and I think to me that's that's where I think us as as a fan base gets gets frustrated because he doesn't ever take ownership of it, and it's almost like because he is this veteran. Well, I've won the league before. You know, I've I have this pedigree that we all just go, well, we're blessed to have Manuel Pellegrini at the helm. And it's, no, man, like the numbers speak for themselves. If you're not getting the job done, we're going to question you and you've got to have the pro the right answers. And if you don't, you get this. You get a bunch of puss pissed off people across the globe. Yeah, you get the five of us and a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, I don't know, Charlie, you got any thoughts on this? I, well, I, I thought that was a heartfelt thing to say. Whether they meant it or not, at least he had the, the fans in mind. You know, Pellegrini comes out there and he's like, oh, well, if the team scores the more goals, we're going to lose. Well, <laughs> you kidding me? We we know we know how it works. We don't understand what I'm saying. Just don't even come out and say nothing. Don't say nothing to me. Just just give it, you know, hey, how you doing? And walk off. Don't even because when he starts that talking and then the other, oh, well, we just had a bad luck. No, that's not bad luck. We're, we are, we're getting our stuff pushed in, fellas. And yeah. I think the fans – they show passion. Some of the players show, but we just want to see that too. Are you upset? What, you know what I mean? He's just, you know, when you come out and say, well, if the other team scores more goals, we're not going to win. You know, that, I mean, that's just, I'm, that gets me going every time. Yeah. Every time. And, and the way he, the way he just sits on the touchline and, and stares, he reminds me, listen, he reminds me of Evan Grant. The last manager we had who was like that was Evan Grant. And you know what happened that season. It was a disaster, obviously. Uh, he seems so disengaged to me. That's probably what bothers me more than anything else. Is, is you know, not only is he not trying to come up with any answers, he doesn't look as though he cares at all. Yeah. <laughs> He's just kind of in his retirement home. I don't know. What do you think, Luis? You haven't chimed in. What, what, you, you have a type? Yeah, I, I think uh, Pellegrini lacks his stamina, you know. Uh, when you're when you're watching the game and you see i was at the london stadium two months ago three months ago i, I can't remember now but uh we saw that uh he was there on the, the uh, on the sidelines he's so so underwhelming you know he 
I, I can't feel motivated watching the game. I, I believe if I was a player and that guy was there uh, trying to teach me how to do my, my stuff, I would say, come on, you're a old man, you are almost 70. I, I'm better than you in that. So for me, it's, it's something like that. Uh, and I remember um, Charlie was saying about uh, the, the other team scoring goals. Uh, he literally said that after the Burnley game. He said uh, the problem was that Burnley scored a goal. So how that can be a problem? That's football. Right. He, should, he should have a game plan, uh, plan A, plan B, plan C, and, uh, and, and change his approach to the game. At the end of the day, he's just that, that guy that uh, is resting on his laurels of have winning the, the, the league, I don't know, 10 years ago, five years ago, whatever, but with Man City, but he's doing nothing different from Billich or even Big Sam. Uh, yeah. uh, the fans hated Big Sam because of his approach to the game, but why is Pellegrini different? He, he never won anything. With no, like, we, we don't play attacking football anymore. You know what Pellegrini is? He's Sam Allardyce without organizing the defense, right? <laughs> yes. Right. At least with Allardyce, we were organized in defense. We we the problem with Allardyce was once we conceded, he had no idea what to do. You know, yeah. as long as we kept a clean sheet and, and and got a point, he was happy. Um, if we conceded, everything fell apart. Pellegrini doesn't even have that. He doesn't even have the defensive organization. He just has, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I I, I, <laughs> I don't. I can't. I don't I have no idea. So we'll get back to him in a minute. Um, I'm curious. Did anybody watch um, <clears throat> England? This weekend? No, I didn't. No. Okay, I, I didn't either. <laughs> no. I, 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 I won't even lie about that one. I was going to. I was going to ask because I, I saw today that uh, there was. I just didn't watch. I didn't. I didn't see it. Um, there was a lot of criticism of Declan Rice, as there always tends to be after he plays for England. I didn't know if anybody had any thoughts on that, but probably not. Nobody saw the games. So. No, as uh, look. I'm West Ham till I die, but I'm also an Irishman at heart. So if England loses, that's always a little feather. In our I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I know Sally and Lee. I know you guys are wearing the England badge, but nah. For an Irishman, man, like, nah. It, it still stings a little bit about Declan. I won't, I won't lie. Oh, I won't no. lie. It's still. We well, still that, feel it. That's part of the issue. Is apparently Robbie Keane is a commentator on on. Uh, I don't know if it's Sky Sports. Is he commentator somewhere in the UK? And he really hates Declan Rice because, you know, Declan turned his back on Ireland. So, yeah, which like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I get it. Like, the kid was raised and born in, in England. Like, he identifies as an, as an Englishman. Like, I, I don't fault him for that. But like, if it, like as Americans, right, we think about with uh, um, Sergio Dest, right, where born and yeah. raised in, in the Netherlands, but they never took a shine to him until he started doing well with Ajax. And, you know, before even that kicked on, he was coming up through the youth teams here in America. And I feel the same way. Look, England didn't give you your spot. They didn't give you your chance, but Ireland did. And you worked your way up through the Ireland ranks, and then all of a sudden England takes notice and you want to jump ship? That's where I got a problem. So there you go. That's my soapbox. That's totally fair. <laughs> I mean, totally fair. I, you know, I should really, because I used to live in France, and you can go ahead and take a drink if you want. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. I should support France. I just, I can't. I don't. I in the rugby, yes, but in the in the football, oh, no. they, they have the worst fans. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they really do. <laughs> so I, I, I'm really more of an England supporter. But yeah, that's a totally fair comment about about Declan. I mean, he came up through, you know, 
Well, it's like the same thing you get with clubs, right? I mean, you know, of course, in our case, we always sell our best players, but you get guys like Joe Cole and Rio Ferdinand, and you know they came up through the West Ham system, and then you know we sold them off, and they became stars somewhere else, and it's 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 uh, galling to see, but it's worse in this case because you know it was Declan's choice. Uh, to, to yeah. On the other hand, I mean, you know, he has significantly enhanced his prospects of you know, playing in major tournaments and possibly winning a trophy at some point. So it's right. sort of understandable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've even seen things for Manchester United, uh, possibly not in January, but maybe in the summer for an 80 million pound, you know, yeah. swap. And as much as I love Declan Rice, I mean, I don't know, 80 million pounds for, for a player doesn't sound like it's a bad deal to take. I mean, as much as you might not want it to be that guy, um, not to say that we would sell Declan or that he would even want to go, but um, yeah, I don't know if if you guys were the manager and it was eighty million pound for Declan specific, would you guys take it or no? At this point, yeah. Um, I don't think he's shown well these past couple weeks, and you know, I think anybody that's seen me on here knows I'm I'm a big homer when it comes to to Mark Noble, and I feel like Mark Noble's gotten the short end of the stick because he's trying to cover so much ground and to kind of cover for for what Declan's been lacking these last couple weeks. I think he goes off to the national team and he smashes it. But I think he comes back, and I still feel like he started the season better than he's uh, clipped on at this point. So honestly, like if it stayed at this same level, um, and and X and Dave Walker would be pissed because I know they're huge, they're huge Declan fans. But yeah, honestly, I'd probably sell them off because you think of how much we can, how much money that gives us to get us a second striker, right? Somebody to be up top with Alaire. Or maybe actually spend some fucking money on our defense. Like, yeah. I don't know. That, to me, might be a great thing. Or, oh, I can't remember who it was, but somebody put out a tweet, like, how much money we've spent on keepers for the last several years. And it was like, no. only, only the money <laughs> spent on Yarmolenko and everything else was fucking free transfers. Uh, only, yeah, yeah, only the money spent on, on, on Fabianski, which I think was 7 million pounds. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else has been a loner, a free transfer. Uh, Charlie, Luis, what would you? What do you guys think? Eighty million for Declan? Do you take it or not take it? Uh, I would, I would, but I, I think I think West Ham is is lacking the next Mister West Ham that uh, they have in Mark Noble, and they see that in Declan. Uh, but uh, actually, I, I think that's uh, that Declan is the future because he's probably gonna go. Uh, he 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 has a high prospect. Uh, he's young and he's doing only good things for for his name so i think he he will move on so we shouldn't stick with him just to to have that passion that player coming through the ranks and from the academy and that old uh, academy of football stuff i think we should have uh, uh, the 8 million and and work on our, our defense our future keeper uh, even a, a new uh, a new central midfielder uh, i think he must go if if the price is right. I, I wouldn't be bothered if he goes. And, and I say the same of Issa Diop and all the young players that are are building the the their name in West in West Ham now. For me, no one is uh, unsellable or untradeable. Everyone should go for the right right price. What about you, Charlie? What do you think? I, I think nobody on this whole entire squad at the moment is unsellable. And we're lacking a lot of depth. You know, we if we want to play a formation with wings, we ain't got no wingers. We don't have no deep, we don't have we don't have true fullbacks. We we're gonna need center backs. 
We got Roberto. If Fabianski, when he comes back, is his hip, is he going to move the same? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. I would hate to see him go. That's my guy. But at the same time, if they're going to give us 80, 90, and in the long run, I hear him mentioning Manchester, these big clubs, he's going to go. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Let's just be honest. He, if somebody, with his, when his thing's up, he's going to go. So if we could get something to turn that into a, a real good player, maybe a, a couple players, because we're lacking depth right now. So I would hate to do it, but, you know, I think it would be best maybe, you know, financially for the team. But will they spend the money, though? You know, well, that's that, the thing. I think that's I think that's the biggest concern for me is, I mean, first of all, my thought is I'm with all of you guys. I, You know, when the season started or back during, back during the summer transfer window, when there was the rumor that Manchester United were looking at Issa Diop for 60 million pounds, Back then, I said, no, don't sell him, don't sell him. We need to keep our good young players. You know what? 60 million pounds, we should have done that. If it we was true, we should have did that. <laughs> we should have. It, it may not have been true. We don't know if it was true or not. But if that was true, we should have. I'm, I'm, I'm totally reversing my take. We should have done it. And I feel the same way about Declan. 80 million freaking pounds for one guy, a central yeah. midfielder, a holding yeah. midfielder. Well, I mean, and, a holding midfielder, 80 million, right. bite their hands off for that. Well, and, and it's kind of it's kind of funny too. Not it's not a West Ham player, but Madison, who's now on Leicester, who came up through Norwich. I mean, I I don't remember the exact amount that he went from Norwich to Leicester with, but he's another player that's linked to Manchester United for almost three times as much as he moved over to Leicester with. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a quality player, but you know, like how you were saying, Lee, and everybody else, you know, you got to look at the future. You know, whether it's you know you sell for eighty million, you get one player for eighty million. I think you have to go and um, I guess have the balls, if you will, to get players who want to be there, you know, and even if they want to play for West Ham, just players just want to play, you know, people that want to go out and actually put in 90 minutes, you know, eventually people will fall in love with the club. You know, I think it'd be hard not to, but at the same time, you know, if you just want to go and get a payday, I think, you know, football fans, you know, across the world, obviously we can see here, we're not stupid. You know, we can see who wants to be there, who wants to work and who doesn't and just collect a week to week paycheck. So I think, yeah. Let me me throw this in. This is, and actually I like this question from, from, uh, I don't know who this is, if this is Tony or, but anyway, from Philly. Uh, Does anybody care about single? I mean, other than Fabianski, not really, no. And obviously Fabianski is injured, but let me just throw this as a little, a little, um, a little wrinkle to the to the rice thing. Uh, so say the eighty million thing is true. Do you trust Pellegrini, Husilios, Gold Sullivan, and Mistress Karen to spend that money properly? Do you think we'll get value from it if they get the money and spend it? That's the issue that I have right now. The only issue I have with selling them and getting the money is the people we'd give it to to do something with. Right. Well, and, and isn't that isn't that kind of the the trip of it too? Is because you think about some of the decisions that they have made, like and bringing up Snodgrass is a perfect example, wasn't it? Um, Sullivan's son or whatever was the one that was like begging oh, him. Yeah, yeah, that was like begging, begging him not to bring, bring him, him on. The yeah, fuck's the that about? Bash him in the press in this dinner. Yeah, call him in the yeah. Sun. after they put him on loan. Yeah. And yeah. that's and and that's the cool. thing that trips me out because you look at a player like that that you know. Uh, Philly's good to call it out, man, because you you think about Noble, right, Mr. West Ham. You think about the other ones that embody the spirit of the club. Robert Snodgrass is is fucking right up there, like if not number two in the top five. And that, I think that's the thing that's tough is like I will take a squad of players like Robert and like Mark 
because they have heart, because they have grit, because they're going to grind out 90 minutes. And I don't care if we lose. I mean, I, I care a little bit, but I mean, like <laughs> I, if, if we, if we lose, but they all gave their heart for the badge. That's all you asked for. I'm, I'm ask for. Dude, I'm sweating bullets at home and <laughs> you guys are walking out there without fucking anything. And I think that's, I, what, that's what gets us. I think that's what grinds us up. More effort When you're putting in more effort than they are, when you sweat yeah. more than you, that that's an issue. That's a problem for me, right? Yeah. And that's I think any West Ham fan, nobody expects that we're going to win titles. Nobody expects we're going to win trophies. Nobody nobody thinks that. We just want our players to give everything they have, you know. And, and think and think about when we look at we we look at like Leicester, right? I think everybody going into this season thought like Charlie Boy. You said it before, like we have no depth. But I remember going coming out of summer, going into the beginning of the season, we all thought we did. We're all like, yeah. oh, look at all the players That's we got. True. We got depth. I oh, thought we did. I thought it doesn't we did. matter if we yeah. got injuries. We got backups for the backups. We got academy players on loan. Yeah. We can recall them at any time. We're going to be golden. And look how fucked we are. And it's crazy to me because we – like how quickly it turned. And I, I know for myself, I went into the season thinking we were going to do like Lester is doing right now. I didn't think we were going to just straight up go and win win the, the, the whole league. But I thought we were going to battle for top four, top six easy. And look yeah. at us. Like we're sniffing around relegation right now. This is insane. Again, again I, I thought we could be top six, top eight. I did. I, yep. I mean I, I thought that was definitely the realm of possibility. Coming out of tenth and a you know disappointing season with Ranadovich uh, situation and everything else. Yeah, I thought we had stabilized. Um, I don't know, uh, uh, Charlie, uh, Luis, what do you guys think? eighty million, but but you're giving it to that group to spend. Is it still the right thing to do? I mean, I ain't got no choice. You already know what I think about the the, the top guys in the suits. They're not my they're not my kind of people. So you know, <laughs> but where we're at, we, we gotta you know we have no choice. I mean, yeah, we don't. I mean, I I, I think they could have spent a little bit. I just watched some video that somebody said something about like forty five million, and and they could have spent more than the net spend what they spent. And I see we weren't even in the top fifteen. Of what we, I mean, like Stoke and there's like bum teams that spent way more than us. Like we're not even. It's it's a joke. So yeah, Walker spent almost 100 million pounds this summer. Yeah, <laughs> and he, yeah. I mean, we're not. We're not, nobody's gonna catch up with City with the billions. That's crazy. But I have no faith at all in the board and and, and Pellegrini. I think Pellegrini wants these people. He wants guys. And I don't know if the article is true, but I seen something where he said he needs this and that. And they told him, hey, we gave you said this was good. You had the squad. We gave you squad. Now, that's it. Make it work. We ain't giving you nothing else. And if that's true, I don't think that's fair. You know what I'm saying? The pile of green because we've had a, a injuries at, uh, oh, let's see, uh, Antonio. We've had some injuries in the midfield. We've had injuries at, at the goalie. So I, I don't trust him. But, I mean. Oh, yeah. you know, we, I don't have no choice. <laughs> I don't have no choice. Yeah, what else are we going to do? I mean, uh, well, I'll tell you what. First of all, welcome to Ray Borum and uh, Charlie, Charlie Walsh, yeah. at, uh, the middle of the night over in England. It's good to see Charlie in here. We like Charlie and Ray, along with uh, our friends from Philly. Where's Gabe and Wally? Gabe, where are you, brother? I know you're hurting after the Longhorns loss, but come join us. <laughs> come join us. Come talk about West Ham. It's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, one thing too, just uh, real quick. I don't know if anybody listened to this past week's uh, podcast with um, the West Ham Way podcast, but they were talking about this issue too. And not if anybody's heard it, I won't go too long on it. But they were saying how 
it's kind of a slippery slope in terms of like being mad at the board um, for not producing players. Because obviously, you know, a few years ago, we had pitch invaders, all that, you know, all board out, board out. And then the board actually did open up their pocketbooks. And I think the thing that is a little frustrating is the people that uh, Pellegrini and, and, and yeah. his people win to get, they just, just having to not pan out just yet, you know, because I mean, you got four nows and, in the summer, he was tearing up with the U21 Spain team. And I know everybody was excited to see him, you know. And then preseason comes, and the defense was an issue then, but we were putting in five, six goals in preseason. So, And that's the other side of the coin, right, with selling anybody for a lot of money. is, I, I, Listen, when we bought Fort Owls, I was excited. When we mm-hmm. bought Wilshire, I was cautious, but I thought, well, if he's healthy, he could be arguably our best player. Biggest dip in football. It's just been like – just been – you know, bust after bust. I mean, even Felipe Anderson, who might be our most skilled player, has really not looked good this season for whatever reason. Lanzini yeah. never come back to being what he was before. So yeah, I mean, the board spent 100 million pounds a couple of a couple of windows ago, a summer window of 2018, I guess, after the pitch invasions and all that. And they they did. I opened up the pocketbook. They did. Um, I don't like them. I, you know, I I don't think they're going to carry us very far forward in terms of progressing at the table, but they did. They spent some money and they, they bought what they thought was depth, was depth, but it just didn't pan out. <laughs> I mean, it just didn't. It's yeah, like- and, and just to add on that, Lee, uh, if you remember three or four season ago, season, seasons ago, uh, we passed on Conte and we stuck with Alex Song. Uh, yes. if, if we believe everything XWHU employee says, so uh, I, I believe him. <clears throat> so uh, we passed on Conte, passed on Madison, we passed on Tillemans from Leicester as well. We yep. passed on a lot of players. So uh, I don't trust him with uh, the 80 million, but I don't trust the quality of the players they can bring to West Ham as well. Because uh, now we have Husilius, but uh, apparently uh, David Sullivan doesn't like to give all the power to Husilius. And he brought for nows, and he's being questioned for questioning for that because he's young, he's Spanish, uh, he's uh, he never uh, been tested in Premier League, and uh, West Ham went there and spent five millions. So uh, we have a, a problem with the selection. We have a problem with the price we are paying for the, the players. Uh, I don't trust neither Sears uh, or Pellegrini or uh, David Sullivan to to hire anyone to to buy any players. So. Uh, for me, we are in a state now that we just can't be uh, hopeful in the future because, okay, uh, Pellegrini is fired and Husilius go with him. A selection and, and buying players come back to David Sullivan. Wh- what do we do then? Well, no, we, that's, we that's the point. Start to, to begin to, to trust them again? I don't think so. That's a really good point. And Ray asked a question. And Ray, I'm not totally sure what you're talking. What do you what do you think of the 60 million loss so far? Did you mean 60 million not spent well on players? I, I'm not sure what he means by that. So Ray, if you if you if you follow up, we'll, we can talk about that. Uh, but let's get to um, something I saw a headline today, and I'm not going to bring it up on the screen because I have. He always crashes this old this old MacBook that I have. If I try to bring up, uh, it was out of Hammers News, but it's been all over. Um, Guess who thinks he's going to get the West Ham job or possibly Southampton job? Tony Pulis. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, I mean, okay, he would, he would, he would keep us up, right? He's basically Sam Allardyce, right? He would keep us up, but man, would our fans hate him? I mean, hate him. I, 
any any I mean, is there any way that happens? Whoever wants to jump in, any way that happens? No. No, no. not at all. I don't see it. I I just can't. I mean, we need uh, we need bubbles to come back and plant the flag again. You know. Yeah. No. It. I, you know. I'm all for it. I'm You're all, all for it. it. <laughs> Wreck the shop, boys. Wreck the shop down here. Hey, listen. When they got scared, oh, we're not gonna sell no tickets. Uh oh. They're they're gonna they're acting crazy. Oh, let's let's. Oh, we better get Hilaire. We better get this guy. But when we were loyalty all those years at Upton Park, love and all that, that got us nothing. But when we scared the shit out of them, that's right. Then and, and now Machiavelli said, fear is stronger than love. Love got us nothing. So bubbles, wreck the shop, son. We need well, he's got a banning order, but somebody else do bubbles. When you say that with a Brooklyn accent, you're absolutely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Tear the shit down. <laughs> there's there's somebody in the trunk of your car tied up right now. <laughs> but no, no, he's, just, he's uh, just gotta drive him over to the Hudson. He'll be fine, you know. Washes them out to the ocean. We'll be good. Exactly. He's gotta. Yeah, that's uh, that's what's what I figure is going on. Uh, <laughs> but oh, yeah, man. I can't. I can't again. I can't see it. But so I mean, let's go back to that. Let's go back to the merry run we always go to. So who comes in as manager? We're all going to get rid of Pellegrini, right? Everybody's Pellegrini out. We get that. But what do we do? Um, I mean. I got something crazy. Okay. So gonna, I, th- now listen, this is it's it's totally nuts, right? But it's my guy. I was watching him in a documentary, Hayden Mullins, and I'm watching him. He's mic'd up, and I'm watching him coach. He's explaining every friggin' detail. I think he's uh the the younger guys. Where the hell is he at? Wofford, or see somewhere, right? Coaching the young guys. Yep. But yep. It, it, you can look it up. Look up Hayden Mullins, mic'd up coaching. And I could see him. I could see poetry in motion. He's explaining everything. Midfielders. He's explaining to the strikers. You shouldn't have did that because of this. You know, I'm actually seeing. I don't care about no name. You know, and I think with the Pellegrini, it was cheaper to get him to make a splash. Oh, oh look at a big I name. Than it was to get a player. Because a, a, a player with a name splash would have probably been 20, 30 more million than Pellegrini. And you know, and I and I and I, I bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. I fell for it. He is it one. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah, uh, about what what was Charlie is saying. Uh, I think West Ham now needs a, a manager that is micromanaging every single detail of, of the game. <clears throat> you know, we need someone to to go back to the very basics. How you touch the ball in a five yard pass. How you shoot, you shoot from outside the box. Those kind of of trainings that. Uh, we should expect more for uh, uh, 25, 30, 40 million players. But I think we need someone to go out there and do the, the dirty job of telling them they are not doing that right. So I don't think Pellegrini is that, that guy, you know, that will go to the very basics of, of the, the game. So uh, Hayden Mullins, whatever, uh, we need someone to do that. But instead of anyone instead of Tony Pulis because <laughs> I wouldn't get him. No, not, yeah, not yeah, no, 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 this is interesting. If I, if I could jump in a little, Ray, Ray has given us some really good stuff here that I'm just going to post. And if you, it's awfully small to read if you're old like me, so I'll read it to you. Uh, so we, uh, uh, Kieran McGuire uh, from Price of Football says, West Ham have lost 65 million pounds since the Premier League was founded in 1992. A long time ago. I don't know what the time frame is for how much of that we lost when because we had a huge, obviously, financial catastrophe with the Icelandics and so forth. 
Uh, he says we've lost 60, uh, 65.8 million pounds overall. But look at this. Good Lord. Chelsea uh, have lost 695 yeah. million because they have it, right? It doesn't matter how much they lose. Well, the Metro City, 645. Villa, <clears throat> which they went down for a long time, let's not forget. And Sunderland, who have completely tanked. And Fulham, who are in the championship. So, um, I mean... And if you look at these, look, they've all gone down long term, basically. I mean, maybe well, maybe Stoke make them back. I don't know, but they've these are Jersey all no sixty-five million pounds, nothing. I think when Sully and them took over, they had it knocked. It was like forty something. I could be wrong. You might have asked Ray. They got to like thirty or forty when they took over in the beginning. I don't know where it's at now. Yeah, Ray no, could probably did. I, I think. But yeah. think about that, man. Think about like how like what since they versus <coughs> ninety-two, we've gone down. What four times, three times since '92? I, yeah, I think. I look at look at these yeah. other these other clubs that have been sitting in championship, and look at how much money they've lost. And then on the flip side, look at clubs like Chelsea and Man City. They've always stayed up, and they they're losing ten times with the rest well, of us. You know, yeah. that's nuts. They have the owners with the money, right? That's the thing is, it doesn't matter how much they lose because because Man City, the 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 shakes just just uh, put the money right back into the club. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. But that's but but see, but isn't isn't that part of the problem though? Is because you look at the clubs that they can lose that kind of money, but still spend that money year over year, window over window. You know, well, we can't compete. Look at all the other clubs that have lost money. Look, look at I mean, Villa. They went down for a while. Sunderland. They're in League One. Fulham have bounced up and down, and they're back down now. Uh, Borough. I don't know. I haven't heard about them in a long time. No. Uh, Bolton have. Well, I, mean, I think they might be in League Two now. They've completely fallen off the map. Didn't uh, Bolton just lose their team? No, was, it was, it was Barry. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, uh, yeah, so if you look at these numbers are really astonishing, to be honest. Um, I don't know. It's I don't know that much about how the finances work. I really don't. I, but I, so I can't tell you, you know, 65 million pounds lost over the last, what's that, 27, 28 years. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but maybe it's not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh I think what it tells me is that, um, you know, that basically either you have a big money owner to stabilize you or you are uh, liable to going down at any, any moment, any time, right? I mean, that's kind of, to me, what it looks like, basically. Right. The only way to stay up is to have, you know, is to have sort of a, a multi-billionaire backing. But, um, so in terms of your question, Ray, what do I think about that? It sounds devastating until I see what everybody else has lost, and it makes me think that our financial management hasn't really been all that bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> but let's, yeah, go, and, let's go back for a minute to, to managers. Um, Hayden Mullins is a dude under 23s at Watford, Charlie. You're right. Um, uh, I, you know, My personal pick is always the man I love so much, Scotty Parker. I'm <laughs> uh, in a good run at Fulham. He's doing okay. He's doing okay at the moment. I, you know, I, you know, I love him. He's, he's three-time member of the year. Uh, I know his history and all that. But even so, what about you know? What about taking a flyer on like a young you know? Instead of we we've, we've gone, you look at these last run of managers we've had. Um, you know, Pellegrini, uh, Moyes, uh, Billich, Allardyce. These are old retread guys. You know. The last time we tried somebody relatively young and inexperienced was Zola, and it turned out to be kind of a disaster. But we played some interesting football, <clears> and we did we did stay up under Zola. Let's not forget it was Grant, another retrader, who took us down. 
What, what would you guys think about like reaching out to Hayden Mullins and say, or somebody like that, and saying, "Hey, you're you know thirty five year old manager, come come give it a shot." Uh, I'll go ahead. Go ahead, Sally. No, go ahead, Sally. Uh, I was gonna say, I think when you're looking for a new manager, there's there's a bunch of factors that go into it. Obviously, I think the biggest, and especially when you know you're trying to do something big for your team, is you're gonna have that name recognition, like a Pellegrini. Um, but I think at the end of the day, no matter who you get, whether everybody knows them or no one knows them, is does the team buy into this person? You know, now I, I'm not sitting here necessarily saying to the board or whoever else is going to go and ask each player individually, hey, what do you think about this guy? You know, because, um, you know, you're, then you're going to have 22 different answers to who you want as manager and you can't please everybody. You know, you're going to have to have somebody that comes in and he's kind of a hard ass who's like, okay, well, this is how we're doing stuff. But at the same time, it's also going to listen to her if something isn't working. It's like, okay, you know, let's let's adjust and move forward. Because at the end of the day, you know, if, if the players, and that's ultimately who who the manager needs to impress. Like, I mean, we could get somebody we don't like, but as long as the players are all for it, you know, we'll get around. If, if a team is sitting around putting Ws on the board every week, you know, then eventually we'll come around with the manager. But um, – I don't know. It, it's hard to say because, you know, sometimes reach that guy work. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes people want players who used to be at the club. I, I would think a majority of the time that doesn't work. You know, I don't remember the last time a player came in to lead a managing club for 10 years at a team he used to play for. But you look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and it's not going great for him. right? No, it's not going great at all. And that dude has nothing but money, you know, and the, yeah, who yeah. wouldn't who wouldn't want to play for Manchester United kind of thing, you know, so. Um, I don't know, but and then on the same token, not to ramble, look at Sheffield United, you know, small money, um, you know, a manager that maybe not too many people know, and they're the highest United in the, in the table right now, you know, so it's, uh, <laughs> I well, don't know, you, it's just the players like them. The guy I come back to, the guy everybody wants, and I would love to have him too, is Eddie Howe at Bournemouth, right? I mean, Eddie Howe is, is I'm looking at him, I don't just know this off the top of my head, by the way, so I'm, I'm looking at this. He's 41. Um, Bournemouth is the only team he's ever managed. I mean, he played until 2007. Uh, he, he started managing at Bournemouth in, in, in 2008. You know, I mean, he took over. And now, granted, they were, as I think, a couple of divisions down at the time. I think they were down in one at the time. But even so, he's the guy, right? He's like the, the golden goose we all want as West Ham fans, or at least a lot of people do. They gave him a shot when he was like 30-something years old and said, hey, just come in and take it over. Now, there was less risk because it wasn't the Premier League, right? And they had not really been an established the club. They didn't have enough money to worry about. But they basically said, like, okay, do it. I mean, I, it's hard to imagine Golden Sullivan because they seem to like these kind of established guys. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. To me, there's the thought of, yeah, why not – Somebody like a Scott Parker, somebody like a Hayden Mullins, somebody who's young, somebody who's energetic. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? We go down, we're going down anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I think. No, go ahead, Luis. Yeah, go, go. No, no I, I think that. I think that at this point, uh, we are with the I don't know the second oldest manager uh, in Premier League, and we have Frank Lampard, we have uh, right. Eddie Howe, all the younger, younger. Uh, managers doing well uh, i think that that can relate to nfl uh you you see that Shaq Vey in uh, the rams did a, a fantastic job in the last two seasons 
and yeah. now the all all the teams are trying to go for uh i don't know if I, if I, if a guy took a uh i don't know go went for a, a cup of coffee with shamakave he's being uh, hired for uh, nfl teams and i think that the same can apply to to premier league now uh if it's uh, a younger uh, and i don't know full of energy manager uh in, in the championship Okay, you have the you have the pass to go to Premier League, and I don't think that it's pretty much what Premier League needs because it's big money involved. Uh, television in England is crushing the managers. Uh, I, I remember when I first joined uh, this podcast. I think it, it was the the first or second uh, week of, of Premier League this this year. We were talking about Lampard and how he wasn't going to work. Because yeah. uh, he wasn't right. experienced, he wasn't that. that. We, we spoke a lot of negative things, and he turned out. So I don't mm -hmm. think that a younger and, and full of energy manager is the answer. But I think for West Ham now, we don't have anything to lose. So uh, we are going down with I don't think we are pretty much in risk now because we have terrible teams there. We have Southampton, which is terrible. Norwich, that you're never going to... to uh, turn that table, I think. Yeah. So, uh, Pellegrini isn't the answer, and a uh, younger and hungry manager isn't the answer as well. But I think we are in a position to dare to, to hire someone different. Uh, Scotty Parker, he, he was my he was my favorite uh, player from West, West Ham growing up because yeah. he was the guy uh, with all the screener, all the, the beautiful goals when I first first started to watch it, uh, watch the matches. But uh, at the end of the day, I, I don't have a perfect uh, model for, for manager to, to move forward. I don't think it's Pellegrini, but I don't think it's Eddie Howe as well, because uh, as Lee said, he's a one-job manager. He just managed uh, Bournemouth, which is uh, in yeah, a I think, smaller I think he city. Early. He managed uh, small. But yeah, I mean, he yeah, managed but, Burnley for like two but, but basically just Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Burnley is bigger than Bournemouth because they have some mystery. But it's the it's buried in eighty years of uh, of Premier League and 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 games after. So I don't think Eddie Howe is the name because we don't know how he, he will gonna be in, in the biggest city in the country uh, in a giant stadium. I, I don't know. I I think I I rather have Eddie Howe instead of Pellegrini. But I don't think he's the answer for a younger manager. I, I really don't know the answer for yeah. that now which kind of approach we need to have now. Well, or, or do we do like we did with David Moyes and we just bring somebody in? And again, probably it's not going to happen, right? Because the owners are not going to spend the money to fire Pellegrini or sack Pellegrini. They're not going to do it. So what we're talking about here, nothing will happen. It won't matter. It's just a bunch of guys talking on YouTube. However, let's say theoretically we really are, you know, uh, we really are like really relegation threatened in, you know, in January. Um, do we... Do we sack Pellegrini and and do something like bring in a you know an experienced manager who's out there as a free agent or, or whatever you know like we did with David Moyes where you just come in to bring a guy in for like six months and say get us you know keep us up. Well, okay, so think think about this though. It's like if we want to keep pushing for what we've said we we're going to be doing at the at the start of this little endeavor was that we were going to be pushing for top eight, right? That we were going to be pushing to stay within the top half of the table. I mean. When you look at what Bilic did 
with the first season, we looked great. And then even the start of his second season at the helm, I want to say the first couple weeks in, we were like second in the league. Yeah, like we, we know were- what that was. That was that was Demi. That was the Payette effect. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Like, and no. I agree. No, it's a hundred percent. But but you look at that. But then they they handcuffed him by not giving him money to buy the players, and then he started to fall off. And what was the biggest complaint that we had under him is that none of our guys had fitness. That he wasn't putting them through the ringer during during uh, practice, so they couldn't go the full ninety. We looked dog shit by the sixtieth minute. It was like we had That's an good. hour in us, That's and true. we were fucked after that. Yep, so, yeah. but you think about Billich, like we were saying earlier. I think Luis was saying earlier. He's like, you know, Pellegrini's got his hands folded, his head, his hands. He's doing no- nothing. He's doing fuck all, sitting on the sidelines, stroking his tie. But you looked at Billich was was always at the edge of the technical, box, right? Like, your tie's straight. Get the fuck over it. But you, tie stroker. Right? And you, but you get to – but you get oh, to – you, you think back to Billich, man, and you'd had the passion. So for me, for my dollar, I would say you go with somebody that has West Ham in them. Like uh, maybe not Scotty Parker, fucking Spurs. Um, But you know what I mean? Like you think about – you think about – I'm sorry, Lee, I know. I know, but, but you, I, you know what? I, in the, given the circumstances, I'm willing to forgive because we went yeah. down and he was still playing for us. Anyway. Yeah, true. There you go. But yeah. see, but that's what I'm saying though. Is like you think about you think about former players. You think I know people have been throwing Decanio around. I, I wouldn't go with Decanio. No. no, no. But you but you think about somebody that's familiar with the West Ham way, right? They're familiar yeah. with our ethos. They're familiar with the passion for the club. And I think we look at somebody like Frank Lampard, right? Perfect example. Somebody that came up. I mean, obviously came up through us, but then you know played for Chelsea for years. So when he comes back and manages Chelsea. He has a, a vested interest in seeing them be successful beyond yeah. just the paycheck, right? Like that that's something that sits on him personally. So I would like to see somebody that gives a shit about where we end up, that it's not just about, well, let me live out my three-year contract and I can go wherever I want because I'm Manuel Pellegrini, what right? If, I want somebody that gives that is going to give their heart the way that we give our heart for this club. What if we just, uh, what if we just hand it to Mark Noble? No, absolutely not. I don't <laughs> player manager, player manager, old school, old school, like Pete Rose in the eighties. Yeah, I my 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 concern about that is, and that's gonna that's gonna be a black mark on mobile when no, on Noble when things go wrong. I would rather have somebody that has coached, that has some experience, whether it's in League One, League Two, Bundesliga, what have you. As long as they've had some experience, they've got their badges, and they're ready to fight for for the club and fight for the top half of the table, then I'm I'm fine with that. Do I have an answer for who that that person is? No, unfortunately, I don't. I know, um, what they just sacked. What's his name um, for? Uh, uh, for Heller's old coach. Oh yeah, it, um, you mean for Bayern? You mean Kovac? Nico Kovac. Yeah, Nico yeah. Kovac. So they, I know he just got the sack, so people were saying like, "Oh, bring him on." He already knows Heller. Yeah, but he knows nothing else about our system. He has yeah. nothing else about our players. Like, I want somebody that is going to know these players, know how to get them operating, know how to get them working as a unit, the way that we assume Pellegrini would be able to do. I wouldn't mind a young – I I'm absolutely have nothing against foreign managers or foreign players either one. I, at the moment, I wouldn't mind a young English manager who might have a little more respect for the cup competitions. Because <laughs> I always feel as though – well, I mean, the mandate is always keep us up in the league, right? But – yeah. I mean, our only chance to win a trophy is um, is uh, you know through uh, what either the League Cup or the FA Cup, and it's probably going to be the League Cup if we're honest. Obviously not this year. 
uh, I wouldn't mind seeing somebody who, you know, kind of understands that and, you know, would be willing to put out a stronger squad and maybe actually go for, go for a trophy at some point. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Let's, uh, we got about 15 more minutes. Let's, um, let's look to next weekend. Uh, by the time we're on this show next weekend, this time next week, uh, we will know whether or not we have done the most West Ham thing possible, which is beat Spurs yeah. after, uh, after a long run of, of mm. terrible results and uh, dreadful form. Uh, we will know whether – we'll be saying this time next week, oh, Manuel Pellegrini is the greatest manager in the history of West Ham, and uh, we want him forever because he's beaten Spurs. I, you know what? Even if we win this game, I still say Pellegrini out, and I'm going to say it again next week. For a minute. I'm not joking about this, but we'll see. Um, so let's talk about uh, what we do on the right wing with Yarmolenko and Antonio. So Antonio is supposed to be back from what I understand. Mm-hmm. What kind of form he's in, I have no idea. Could he play 90 minutes? I have no idea. I no. Let's assume he can. That may be a big assumption. Do you go with Yarma or do you go with Antonio or do you, do you go with somebody else? Do you snodgrass out there? How do you how do you line up for Spurs, basically, especially in the midfield? I think regardless of who you start, if their name isn't Antonio, you bring Antonio in at like the 60th minute just to burn whoever is out on that side. No. Um, I think coming off the injury, especially the one that he had, you definitely don't want to start him because you don't want to aggravate it trying to get him 90. But what you do is you slowly bring him back in. And, you know, he could be the super sub. I mean, he, if I'm not mistaken, he was subbed in last year against – no, I don't think he's subbed in. But um, just with his speed and his, the way that he bullies people off the ball, bring him in, uh, you know, 60, 55, 60 minutes and just have him, you know, run over whoever is out there who – you know, who definitely is guarding somebody slower in either a Snodgrass or a Yarmolenko. Charlie, you've been uncharacteristically quiet. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? I would put – me, I would put Yarmo up top with Halaire, but that's not going to happen. He no, plays, he I'm plays not- forward for his national team. He's not a fucking winger. I'm he's not, not a he's, – he's slow, okay? I've seen, you know, I've seen him make – how they get the sap from the tree to maple syrup is quicker. Trust me. Listen, I would put it on the outside if Antonio, we don't know how much he's going to give us, but we need that speed on the outside. And I would put I would put uh, Anderson behind Halaire. As much firepower as we could get up top, I want to start. Let's go for it. Let's go. Let's nick the lead. Let's get let's get two goals. Then at halftime, if you want to drop the guys that are I don't know what formation he's going to run, say they're wings. Well, Make know, them mids. Drop them back. Drop people back. But let's yeah. get up there. Let's go for it. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously Halera needs some help. And I don't think Yarmolinko way out there on the outside is helping anybody. No. You know, so he's just too slow. Absolutely. I think he should be in the box with Halera, and he should be getting fed balls, both of them. Yeah. Well, think about the, goal, think. the goals that, that Yarmo scored was right there in the box, right? It was almost identical exactly. goals. Both of those. They yeah, couldn't handle it. They couldn't big and muscle couldn't stop them. But this would be this would be my one caveat, right? Is I think a lot of people have been calling for Anderson as like more of a, a, a center attacking mid, which I like. I like it in theory, but who then do you put on the wings that has any speed? So yeah. I would say I would I, I like what I like where your head's at, Charlie. I would but I would put I would keep Anderson on the left, I'd put Snodgrass on the right. Right, and then sub him out at maybe like 65, 70 minutes, put Antonio in for that final push. Um, up in the box, and you put Yarmo as like a false nine, right? You keep Haller Alaire up top, right? And then you've got you've got Yarmo directly behind him, and then you've got Anderson and Snodgrass on the wings because both of them 
can once both of them will pass forward, which no mm-hmm. offense to Declan, he doesn't fucking do, but both of them will will forward pass and they'll lump balls into the box. And you know Fredericks on the overlap will put balls in the box, as will Cresswell. I I, I like Masawaku, but I almost think that he'd be better to bring in to sub out Anderson. Because I right now I still don't think Anderson can go a full 90. So I would say you keep Yarmo in the startup, you put Snod and uh and um Anderson out on the wings. You've got well, you can't have Noble right now, right? Because he's injured. Lanzini's injured. Um, Noble so, you might know, be available. Noble might be available, from what I understand. So let's okay. So, touch touch wood, right? Say he's available. You've got Declan and Noble in the middle. You've got I I gotta bring in Ogbana. Fucking Balbuena can go. No he, question. I wouldn't even put a Balbuena in the fucking starting. No, uh, eighteen. No, no he's absolutely not. not. But you still you partner Ogbana with Diop. And then um, instead of Roberto, I just build a brick wall in front of the the fucking goal and uh, like just call it good. Can you, can you play? Can you play eleven outfield players and not have a goalkeeper? Is that legal in the in the game you of know, football? You know my fucking my fucking four year old on the the game yesterday didn't let a single goal sneak by him. As soon as I subbed him out, the other team put in two. I'll put him in. Put it. He's, he's fucking no, like, three feet tall. Put him in. Like in the NHL, like in the NHL, when you you know you pull the goalie for the sixth attacker, right? If you're behind at the end, I'm of the- in. What if we just played ninety minutes without a keeper? And we just said like five across the back. Can it be worse? Can it be worse no, than what we got? I put three center backs. Put a chair there. Three center backs in there. See, okay, so so let me ask you guys this. So say um say Winston Reed is is game ready, right? No. Do you do you put Ogbana, Reed, and Diop? As a three-man back line and play a three-five-two. There's no way Rinson Reed's game ready. I'm not. I'm not going to put Valbena out there. I'd rather put. I'd rather put anybody out there. I'll put Diop, Agbana, Reed if he's ready. Who knows? Yeah, but I, I would go with that. We need three back there. But Listen Reed, to this. All right, and they took off Agbana. I, I got this right. Check this out. In eight, in eight games this season with Agbana. We conceded eight goals and lost one. Without him in four games, we conceded 12 and lost three. And he takes them off the pitch and he puts uh, uh, Balbuena out there. That's unbelievable. Bro, those numbers are ridiculous. It's like, you know, and Roberto needs all the help he can get. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I don't know what we do. What are we doing? By the way, did you, guys, did you guys read? Did you guys read about David Martin? How the, the tweet started coming out like, Hey guys, David Martin really doesn't play for West Ham. He's like a training ground goalkeeper. <laughs> he's, the, he's the custodian. He's the custodian. He changes the light bulbs and mops up after the practice. He mows the pitch. He's mowing the pitch after the practice. He just sh- shags balls, which I guess shags balls be something different in England. But you know, in the US, uh, right. when you hit baseballs and you get out of the outfield, you got some kid out there running, collecting the balls. He's shagging balls. And Roberto just like, I mean, David Martin, all he does, I think, is just like. Uh, Take up space, and I mean, let's face it, he's Alvin Martin's son, and that makes a big difference. So, but yeah, I love these tweets come out like, "Hey, listen, guys, we're not going to start David Martin because he doesn't like really play Premier League football. <laughs> it's like he's just there to go on the training ground." That's crazy. That's so West Ham. That's so West Ham right there. That's, so, That's the most West Ham so- guy. I, <laughs> I do like the thing that Neil said too about possibly putting uh, Antonio up top with um. With Alaire, I think that would be a very bullish, you know, uh, top two strikers. Yeah. If we don't put, yeah, but I don't think I don't think Pellegrini will ever play a different system. Uh, I don't know because I never see him playing a three five two or something different from 
far in the back. Uh, yeah. But I, I rather have that system for West Ham now because we need that extra coverage. Uh, I have a, an article here from uh, the Fabian. He came through the ranks of Santos, which is the same team as Neymar. Uh, he, they actually played together. Uh, the coach, uh, the, the manager at the time was uh, one of the biggest Brazilian coaches ever called Murici Ramalho. And he said that Felipe Anderson is a very good and talented player, but he has, uh, uh, how can I translate that for English? He has uh, building problems uh, because he needs to be involved in the game to be awake, basically. So it is not, it is not being... Uh, Every time uh, uh, on the, the I don't know on the wing or even in a in a, in a ten hole role, uh, he will be uh, out from the game. He will be like he's doing now uh, with the back back passes or that lacking of confidence. So he needs to be fired up to be productive. So that comes from uh, September two thousand eleven. So it's wow. not a, a, a kind of yeah, that's not the kind of problem that we are discovering now that Felipe has. Uh, I'm Brazilian. I love him. I, I see him uh, in the, the national team. He He's good. He's talented. But he needs support. So does Alaire. So in the current system, if we don't change uh, the 4 one four one, I don't. I, I can't even say which system play, Pellegrini is, is playing now. Uh, but we can if we can change that for a 3 5 2 or something more... Uh, Focused on defense, I don't think we can have anything from from this first game, and I I really want really I really want that uh, West Ham way winning uh, mentality against Spurs that we always have once a year because it's the first Hammer uh, uh, Brazil event that we're going to have a gathering a national gathering uh, fifteen hundred people I don't know but wow. I don't think we can have anything from that game because. Uh, we are really, really lacking uh, desire. Uh, I, I know Spurs is, is on their own kind of problems, but they are better than us. They're the better person, than we so are. I don't think oh, it's, can, it's definitely yeah, a game that we can I, take I, three I, points out of, especially yeah, at home. They're, they're not in Yeah, it, it can go either way. It can go either way. I, I don't think uh, if there is a, a Spurs cast or a Spurs American TV cast, they will we'll be speaking exactly the same thing that we are. Uh, they're speaking about how they can change the the, the the style of play to get something from the game because we always go there and upset them. But I don't think West Ham at this time can do anything. But I hope I'm wrong because otherwise we'll be 50 or 100 uh, sad Brazilians. <laughs> well, you know, but this is I mean, what if let's let's just say that, we, you know, let's say we do. We, we go out and get tonked. It's a 4-0. It's a 5-0. I, obviously, I hope not. I mean, what? Four thirty in the morning. I hope not. Yeah, I was going to. Well, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, no, I hope not too. But what does it take to get Pellegrini booted? I mean, anything? Is it possible at all at this point? I, what I'm wondering is, you know, and obviously I want us to win. Always want us to win. Um, if we just absolutely collapse in this match, and and we really get talked by our what is currently our biggest rival because we don't play Millwall on a regular basis, at least not until we're in the championship next season. Um, uh, I mean, is, is, does it build pressure on him? What do you guys think? I mean, it's all speculation. I know we don't know, but I mean, what do you guys think? We, we have I think losing to Spurs and Chelsea the next week. I think those two results, if we are totally uh, 
I, I was I was going to say a, a bad word here. But if you're not doing anything, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we're get getting raped in those two games, oh, I don't think we are. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I I say it was bad. Uh, it's a, it's my Brazilian mind. Uh, if we're not if we're doing nothing in the next two games against Spurs and Chelsea, I think he's in a, in a bad shape. I, I don't think he he can uh, overcome any. Yeah. I think the only thing that would cause them to like sack him in the in the season with games left is empty seats to where they're like, uh oh, we take we take an even bigger loss. And that's it. That's what it comes down with these guys. Cause because like my guy, they're tie strokers, all of them. Huh, Liam, I like that. Tie strokers. They're <laughs> bunch, listen, they're a bunch of tie strokers, and that's the only thing that's gonna get Pellegrini sacked in, during the season. And let's be honest. That's that's what it is. If they come out there and there's like 15,000, 10,000 people, then they're going to be like, oh, man, we better buy them out so we can, you know, sell the rest of these tickets. And we you, ain't going to sell this merchandise. That that's, used to happen. That used to happen. Listen, go on Twitter and follow Vinny WHU and watch watch the, the – he posts uh, videos of old goals from, you know, going many years back. Look at how many times there was a game played at Upton Park with like 18,000 people in attendance, you know, or 20. Oh, wow. That, yeah. play, that place held, what, about 35K? is about the size of Fenway Park, I think. Yeah. Uh, they're not huge, but, I mean, many, many, many highlights. Go look at West Ham's stats. If I don't know if the attendance numbers are out there, but uh, go look at any of these old match recaps from the from the 80s and 90s. Uh, there are a lot of games played in front of empty seats. And, yeah. you know, <clears throat> when people were mad about the bond scheme or whatever the issue was at the time, they would walk away, and and I mean, sometimes as hard as it is to not support your club, sometimes the best way to support your club is not to support your club. <laughs> it's basically yeah. to say, we're not going to put up with this. And yeah, no, you're right. Listen, Charlie's right. You walk into London Stadium in January, and there's you know fifteen thousand people dotted around. That's going to send a message. Yeah. yeah. And now that stadium's big, so. Yeah. If, if you have that, that's going to be – it's not like up there. You might, oh, well, there's only 20 – that don't look as bad. But 60-something thousand and you only have 15, 20,000, that's going to look more than half empty. And that's going to look bad on TV. As in, and then they're going to – then the wheels will turn. Then you'll sack them to get the fans back. But you've seen on Twitter where people are getting, like, banned for trying to resell tickets, right? So right. it's like they're tracking this down. So it's like anybody that's a season ticket holder has got to be on eggshells to try to hand that's those tickets true. off to somebody else. Because they're and I think it's because they're already probably feeling that effect. They're already probably starting to feel where people aren't filling those seats. So now they're trying to curb that. They're trying to get ahead of it, knowing that this may be a problem further down the road. But you know, I, I'll be honest. I don't. I think they let him write out his contract. I think if we go I down. I think if we go down, I think he he calls it because he's not going to try to coach in the championship. Yeah, so I, I think if we go down, that's the only way that he gets shit canned. I think otherwise, he's he's sitting on a payday one way or the other. He's got nothing yeah. to lose. But, and that's what, what I was saying before is like we need somebody that's invested that they are going to feel it if we yeah. go down. They are going to feel it when we lose a game. And this and, you know, it's going to take it's going to take either what Charlie's talking about or or it's going to take what happened last time again. The pitch invasion embarrassed the owners big time. It did. Yeah. And, and again, I, I don't want to – listen, I don't want to condone that stuff, but sometimes it's like civil dis disobedience, right? It's like you have to go out and protest for your rights. And yeah. I know we're not talking about anything as important as that here. We're talking about football, all right? We're not talking about human rights. But 
the idea is the same is that you have to do something to get their attention. Yeah. And I think it's going to take something like that. If these performances continue, you're going to have, um, you know, a pitch invasion. You're going to have, you're going to have fan trouble one way or another. And I don't want that, but that's, that's, that's the way it's going to be. That may be what it takes to get them to actually do something about him. You know? If we go down three nil to Spurs at halftime, boys, it might get crazy. It might get <laughs> yeah. nutty. It might get nutty in there. I'm telling you right now. I promise. But, see, but at least now when they pitch invade, they get to at least walk across from Claire at carpet. So, you know, we'll take that for a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, you got to be in good shape because you got to, what, good 30 yards till you even hit the at pitch? Least. You got to chase yeah. people. At least. You got to be. You know, you got to be in good shape. But you, I don't know how the old man bubbles. He got, I was like, go on, son. Go ahead. I love it. He's like 80 years old out there. Oh, my God. And he even said, you know, he ran on, he told one of the guys. He's like, look, I've been here 50 years. You've been here nine years. F off. Right. You know, he told him. Yeah. Hey, I love right. it. You know, he's that's, what, right. that's what he told him. So it could happen. We go down 3 nil halftime. Oh, my God. It's going to be okay. Well, and that kind of goes into a conversation me and me had a couple of weeks ago about, um, you know, about fans and watching the team is, you know, being, you know, West Ham being a working class team, you know, we support hard work. And yeah. like I said earlier, it's it's easy to see when you're not getting that from anybody. So I think kind of tying the conversation here with the manager is you just you want to get a manager. And, and I agree with Liam. First off, let me say this, that I think he stays to the rest of his contract. Mm -hmm. I will say if we get relegated, I don't think it'll be his choice to leave. But. Like Liam said, at the end of the day, he's getting paid regardless. Um, but whenever that next manager comes in, because, you know, Pellegrini can win the championship this year, turn the whole thing around. He's still, you know, old as far as, you know, managing is concerned. He's not going to be here forever. So whoever the next guy is, you know, you want somebody who, um, who is that hardworking guy, somebody who takes ownership in a team's poor performance, especially if you're the guy who's out here putting the team out on the field, you know, like you should know who your best guys are. Don't play favorites because, oh, I really like this guy. He bought me coffee one day. No, forget all that. Like if, if he's going to get you coffee, but then come in and just sit on the side all day, don't play him, you know? And I think that at the end of the day, you know, that's what you want to see. Yeah. It depends, man. If that coffee's Dunkin' Donuts, then yeah. I mean, you got to do it right. Right, you right. Know? right. <laughs> Dude, Dunkin'. Yeah, Dunkin's is so bad. I hate Dunkin's, but that's what we have in New England is Dunkin's everywhere is Dunkin's. No, it's, it's across the street well, and then around the corner. They're, they're, what if they get rid of players that he wants or they don't get him the players that he wants? We had uh, Alan uh, Kirby He resigned. That's right. right. And that was because these, I think they sold off some guys that he wanted to keep. That's true. And he's like, how am I going to coach the team? And I'm telling you, I want Joe Schmo and Bill, and you just got out of it. And if, if the article's true where Pellegrini's like, yo, I need a winger. I need a I need a backup goalie, and they told him, "Nah, hey, you got what you got." Yeah. At the end of the yeah. year, that I don't see him sacking him, but I can see him being a respectful elder of the game. Like, look, y'all not gonna mess my name up no. if you're not gonna give me the spices to cook with. But <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think they're gonna buy it out. I it don't is think true. As, as much as I think Pellegrini should go, the problem is always with the owners. Right, I mean, the right. underlying problem is always with the owners. Yes, I know they spent some money a couple of seasons ago. They've invested some, but I, I feel the way you do, Charlie. I mean, the problem is always with the owners, and that's the hard. We can't yeah. change that. Maybe that's just where it starts. Got to replace them first. Right. Trickle down. Right. 
So we're almost we're almost uh, we're a little bit over time, but let's uh, go ahead and do it. Uh, this is kind of stupid to do this because we don't even know team sheets or anything else. But uh, let's do uh, Spurs uh, predictions uh, before we go. Uh, you want to start, Sully? We'll just go around the thing here. Um, talking about like the final score. Final score or anything else you want to say is going to happen. Oh man. Um, I think after international break, the first half be zero zero. Um, I'm. I think it'll be a little bit back and forth, but I wouldn't. I'm not expecting much out of the first half. Second half, uh, I don't know. I, I think it'll finish three one. Um, I'm always nervous after the first game after from a break, um, because you know that week off. Obviously, you don't have the whole team there, and obviously have some people playing for their country, which is great because you're still getting that fitness and game time. But I don't know. It's weird because in the thing that bit us the first time, you know, we were playing great throughout that first break and the second break hit and now we're playing like trash so now it's this break so we'll see what happens but I think 2-1 um, whoever wins this will be 2-1 okay fair enough what do you think Liam? 1-0 uh, to the Cockney boys it's hey. gotta be it's gotta be man like yeah, I think I think we turn up for Spurs you know I think I think just like what we did last season was you know we struggled against teams that everybody thought we were gonna be able to nick points from and then we turn up for the, the top clubs, right? Like what? One zero yeah. over Arsenal. That's you know the I mean? West Ham way. It is a hundred percent, man. And I think I think it's it's serendipitous to have Antonio eligible for this match. I think he comes in off the bench, he hammers one home, and he fucking pony rides his way to the claret carpet. Yeah. <laughs> Game over. All right, who you got, Charlie? All right. And well, my family would disown me if I said anything other than West Ham winning. I'll stay. I will say 2-1, and we're going to beat the dirty bastards from the north. And we, we're going to – I can't I – can't, whether I believe it or not, I cannot say that we're going to lose to no Spurs. Ain't happening. Uh, maybe some magic happens. I think Felipe bends one, uh, and then we get a header. 2-1, West Ham. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna act a fool. You can, you can you better, you better believe it. Or I'm gonna be sick and have a heart attack. Either way. <laughs> well, for me, I think heart says one nil to West Ham, head says one nil to Spurs. So I'm gonna stick with with a draw one one. Uh, I'm really. I'm usually more confident about a game against Spurs, but uh, the last three or four games for me was so abysmal that I can't trust anything that that the club is doing now. So a draw one one, uh, but yeah, I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong. Let's see. Well, first of all, before I before we get to the last prediction, I'm going to Charlie ask uh, who what's the best donut. The answer is Donna's Donuts and Tuxbury Mass. So, and we'll be taking no further questions at this time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I, I'm going to say that we absolutely win this game. We win one nil. I'm with Liam on this um, because it's the most West Ham thing possible. And what it's like Occam's razor, right? The thing that's most likely to happen is the, is the most likely explanation or whatever that is. I can't remember what it is, but anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. The most likely explanation is the one that's probably correct. Yeah. The most likely thing to happen is that we win because we're in total crisis because we want to sack the manager because um, our biggest current uh, rival is coming into our, you know, much maligned stadium. So, the logical thing would be for us to win, uh, for us to lose 5 0. But you know what's going to happen? We're going to win 1 0, and then we're going to sit here again on the next Sunday night and be like, huh. 
hopefully it's a convincing one nil. Yeah, hopefully it's a convincing one nil and not like a lucky like you know own goal or something like that. Oh, uh, it'll it'll be a it'll be a uh, 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 Spurs scores first. But VAR chalks it off. Yes, and then right. we score one, and we hey. get it chalked off, and then we score another one at the death. Just to right. Send them well, I'll, I'll take it however I can get it. That's what right. I can get. It. We're due for one. That's what my dad used to say. We're due for one. Mark yeah. Noble in injury time. Mark Noble in injury time, and he takes it all the way from his end. He does a Maradona in '86. He dribbles all the way through the uh, Spurs side. Oh, what was it? Was it Watford last game of season yeah, last year? Where yeah. he just oh yes, yeah. coast to coast, baby. Easily my favorite goal of last season, man. That's a brilliant oh. goal. Love it. Right. It is uh, Sunday night. It is after ten o'clock in uh, Boston. It's uh, I don't know what time it is in Brazil. It's very late, but uh, I have to go to. Uh, <laughs> it's already Monday. <laughs> oh, it's really? Well, I know it's Monday in Australia. We know that. So, Charlie, as always, on Sunday nights, thanks for being with us. Liam, Luis, and uh, Charlie, all of you guys uh, all over the world, so glad to have you with us. And um, all I can say at this point is uh, thanks for being with us, everybody in the chat room. Charlie, uh, the middle of the night in England. Uh, everybody else who was here, appreciate it. And uh, come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Come on.